Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hotspur House. Uh, today we're going to be going over the Plovdiv game, uh, previewing the Southampton game, and then going over our new signings, of course. Uh, but we're going to start with the Plovdiv game. Uh, Charlie from N17 Nation is here. What did you think of that game, Charlie? Very um, interesting game. I mean, there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. I mean, it's really not that big a deal that we hardly won because we had a lot of chances. We could have won 5-1 if you look at it. And really, Plovdiv is a risky team to play because they're the kind of teams, these teams from these leagues that we don't, we don't even know which teams these are. And the way they play, mm -hmm. they look for... The thing is, if you look at their attacks, they never tried to cut inside and then shoot or do something risky to make a better chance for themselves. Every time they had a chance to shoot, even from a really difficult angle, they shot. Because these kind of teams, they look for the goalie to drop the ball for something lucky to happen to them. Mm -hmm. And then they score. And really, they scored their first, like, their second chance of the game. And it was quite kind of lucky because the guy headed it and then it got to the other guy and he headed it in. But, but then mm -hmm. we came back, obviously, two red cards, kind of shocking. But yeah. still, we came back and non-believe with a goal, which is nice to see. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we win, so, yeah, interesting game. Yeah. Uh, today, we're also joined by, with, uh, we're joined uh, with Bodhi from THFC.house. What do you think of the game? Well, I can't really give my proper opinion on it because I didn't actually get to watch the game, but, mm -hmm. but based on the highlights that I saw, it seemed like we played all right. It's nice to see Ndombele get a goal. That's mm -hmm. all I can really say on it because I didn't get to watch the game, but happy with the result. And you say, even for those of us that were able to watch it, we saw like half of the game. Uh, it was even worse for me. Uh, I was watching it through BR Live, and I, I missed more of the game than uh, those of you that were watching through Premier Sports. So it was a bit I rough. missed the whole second half, so tell me about it. <laughs> uh, I only saw the first 10 minutes of the second half. So it was pretty much the same as the first half from what I could see. Uh, really frustrating. Um, but, you know, it's... We, we got the win. It was it was a little risky, but I mean that always happens to um team when to teams when you go in these these small stadiums with these really intimate atmospheres with the fans going crazy outside. I mean, uh, in the second half you could see smoke from fans outside was coming into the stadium. So uh, just hard atmosphere to adapt to. But we got the win. Kane got his goal. Dombele got a goal. Um, so yeah, I mean, hoping to see more of Dombele in the future. Well, um, talking about the atmosphere, yeah. Um, obviously, um, Bulgaria is a Balkan country. I'm, I live in the Balkans, and um, mm -hmm. obviously, we saw what kind of atmosphere they can have again when mm -hmm. we played Simon Zvezda last year. And really, they really yeah. do not stop cheering for their teams, and it's quite yeah. intimidating. And I mean, we were lucky that uh, Corona kind of helped us with this one because yeah. it would have been much harder if the fans were there. But still, yeah, who do we play next? Some team in Macedonia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, a, a few um, disappointing performances, I think. Hoiberg really again disappointing. I don't know what to say about him anymore. I thought he was all right. I mean, it's he's still adapting to life as a Spurs player. He he's never played in Europe as far as um and like or no, he did. He played with in Europe with Bayern I think for a little bit. But he hasn't been a core member of a squad playing in Europe ever. So um 
it'll just it'll take him a little bit to adapt. Um, same thing with Doherty. I think Doherty is uh, still adapting, but I thought he was he was better uh, against Plovdiv than he was against Everton. Um, still, I I mean, it was a tricky game, but I think we take the win and we move on, and we got to stay positive. Lots of reasons for positivity recently. Um, um, so yeah, I don't think we should uh, talk about this game too much. There's, I mean, there's really not much to analyze. It was a decent performance, not that bad, not not that good. So you know, we got, we won, and we move on to this next team that I don't know what it's called. So um, yeah, I don't think um, I can pronounce it. Another poor team that we're probably playing, but still probably intimidating atmosphere. So we'll see about yeah. that. But let's move on to Southampton tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So Southampton tomorrow. Let's just start out with uh, lineups. Uh, who are you expecting to see? Do you think Delhi will start? No. 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 Who do you think is going to start in midfield for us? Uh, I I'm re- I really have no clue. I think um, I'm thinking Domble will start. You do. Yeah, I think Hoybier will start again, and. I think um, Lo if he's fit to play. Mm-hmm. Well, Celso did play against Lokomotiv Plovdiv, so I'd be I'd be surprised. And I think Lo Celso is a really, really important player for us. Um, it would have been Bale play. That would be amazing, but uh, no, Bale, Bale and Regulon won't be ready for Sunday. We could see them. I'm, we'll, we'll get to them later. We'll get to them later. Um, but. So I'm, I'll say what my predicted lineup is. I think we'll go with the same back four, um, same uh, Loris, obviously, uh, then Hoybier. I think I think Dele will start. I think his mentality would just drop completely, like his confidence would be shattered if he got subbed off for the first half in our first game and then didn't play in our second game. Um, so I think he'll start. Uh, off the list. ball, he does a lot, but on, I don't think he does much. Mm. He's always in yeah. the right area, but he can't do anything with the ball when he gets it. It's yeah. just exactly the difference between Deli Ali back then and the Deli Ali now is nothing much has changed except he was able to make stuff happen when he got into the positions. Now yeah. he just and when he gets that confidence back, I think he'll be able to do it again. But it's just a matter of time, isn't it? I think he he's feeling the pressure of the new signings at the moment, so just. And keep giving him chances until he performs because he will eventually. Yeah. I think uh, Dele, even if he's bad on the ball, I think his movement off the ball is so good that it draws defenders to him and it opens up spaces for players like Lo Celso, Kane, um, Son, or Lucas or Bergvain, um to really to take to get the ball in, this, in that space that he creates and then that opens up the field for us. He's a very, he's a very good dummy. He's he's very, mm-hmm. very good at being able to, if he's being heavily marked by by two defenders or whatnot, he's able to move in a specific way where they all follow him, and then it'll create a gap for the other players to run into. I agree, one hundred percent. I'm talking about Ndombele. Um <laughs> He has, um, yeah, immediately when he immediately when he came on, um, I was watching it with a few other people, and I pointed out that. Immediately, he he was doing what none of the other players were doing before he came on. He was finding these through balls, these passes, even though some mm-hmm. of them were a bit too strong and the players couldn't control them. 
it's still yeah. something. He's the only one in the squad. Even the Celso can't. He's the only one that can do that stuff. And mm-hmm. that is the key to his play. And um, he really helped us when he came on. Changed mm-hmm. the game, really. I, I think I, when honestly, he's playing... Well, sorry, go, you can go ahead. No, no, okay. Uh, I was just going to say, I think Dombele has the potential to be one of the best center mids in the world. And I was talking to a, a Chelsea fan uh, earlier today, and I said that, and they, they just broke out laughing at me. But I think for the Spurs fans that really follow Dombele, he does have the potential to be such a good, good player. He just needs to get the opportunities on the pitch, which means he has to be working hard at practices and working hard in the games as well. So I think he really does have bags and bags of potential, and he could be our best signing probably ever. But I think, I think on his day, he's the best midfielder in the team. I think mm-hmm. yeah, people complain about his work rate, but you don't need to have a high work rate if you're that good on the ball when you get it. He's like the opposite mm-hmm. to Daly in a yeah. way. You know, he doesn't really need to – he doesn't try to get into the spaces – so that's why Delhi and, and Dombele would work so well together is because he's able to open up space when Dombele and as soon as Dombele gets it, the, the flair he has, he can just beat like two free defenders at once in a, mm-hmm. in a couple seconds. So That's a really good point. Delhi and Dombele would play pretty well together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, talking about Delhi's future, I mean, um, it's looking uncertain right now. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't um, join the team against Plovdiv. I don't know what's happening. I mean, on the start when Jose came and in the series, Jose seems to adore him and he seems mm-hmm. to think that he has really good potential. But maybe something happened, or maybe disappointed him yeah. in training. I don't know. I, I mean, really there was a bit of a. Um, I saw kind of like a parallel to how Jose was talking about Dele uh, after the Plovdiv game when the player when uh, the reporters asked him why Dele wasn't there to how uh, Mourinho acted last season when reporters were asking why Dombele wasn't playing. And so do you think Dele might be getting frozen out of the squad a little bit? Well, oh, I think... Um, I also... Um, sorry. Um, I also saw a report... I mean, the commentator of the game against Fovdiv, he said that Jose said that um, Bergwin was actually supposed to start the Everton game ahead of Ali, but Bergwin had a headache before... The no, really. The games Ali needed to start, so I think the argument was actually with Ali before the game, not like. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's happening with Ali, but also what I want to say when you said uh, the thing about the Chelsea fan laughing about you saying that Ndombele would is going to become an amazing midfielder. Um, mm-hmm. You see, that's the thing. That's what Jose should have done when he said when Jose publicly said that he's lazy and that. Yeah, I mean, yes, he and Dombele kind of deserved it, but now all the fans, uh, all football fans that don't watch Tottenham, think he's absolutely shambolic. So, yeah, and then when they actually watch the highlights of him, they change their minds. So you know, mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's a good point. Uh, um, Bodhi, who, which attackers? Oh yeah, yeah, Bodhi. I forgot what I was gonna say. Can- Wait, before you inter- before you interrupted, what what were we talking about? Because I just completely forgot what I, what I was going to say from listening to you. Uh, uh, we were talking about we were talking uh, about uh, Delhi getting frozen out of the squad or not? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Well, the in the um the Tottenham All or Nothing series, he's been called into the office by Jose a few times to say that 
you know, in, in training, he's lazy. The difference between Delian and Dombley at this moment, why Ndombele's been getting more starts, um, is because he said that Delhi is, he, he does a lot in the game, but in training, he doesn't show enough commitment. So I think that has a lot to do with it. That's a good point. What attackers do you think we'll start with on Sunday? I mean, obviously, Kane and Son will be in the starting lineup, but um, Bergvine or Lucas? I think Bergvine, because if, if what he said about the headache thing is true, then he'll want to be able to give Bergvine the game. Mm-hmm. That he didn't That's a good get point. To yeah. Um, yeah, talking about the Southampton game, Southampton have been in bad form recently. I think, I'm pretty sure they lost their first game of the season in the Premier League, or was it against Crystal Palace or something, I don't know. And then they lost against Brentford 2-0. In the yeah, Carabao they lost to Crystal Palace 1-0 and they lost against Brentford 2-0. Yeah, They've so, yet to score a goal this season. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think Bale's not going to play. I mean, there have been rumours that he's injured for four weeks. Uh, yeah. Tottenham haven't yeah. confirmed it. No, 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 not, no like, good, like, Taiwan has confirmed it. Has he? Alistair Gold, yeah. He confirmed that oh. It'll, he'll be out until... That's unfortunate, I must say. I would yeah. have liked to see him against his old club, Southampton, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, doesn't matter. I guess it's time for Bergwin to rise up to Bale right now, since... He's probably mm-hmm. kind of intimidated, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that, that, but we 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 will start with Bergwin, Kane, and Son. Hopefully, um, I don't know. I think, if we, yeah, I think that's our that was our best attacking trio, um, and I think Bergvine. This is Bergvine has to if he starts. Whoever starts in that position, if it's Lucas or Bergvine or Lamella, whoever starts there, they have to have a great game if they're going to have opportunities this season. Um, I mean, they'll have a few weeks um, until Bale is fit, but they need they all three of them need to prove that they are ready to play um, and really compete for that spot in the squad. Um, I mean, realistically, they're not going to earn the the starting spot when Bale is fit. Um, he's a four-time UCL winner. He's going to start, um, but they can rotate in. Sometimes with Sun, they can rotate in with Bale. They can get subbed on in the halftime, in the 60th minute of game, to really make a difference. And I think I think we do have a, a future star in Bergvine. Um, and I think it'd be it'd be good to see him um, get a start in the Premier League. I want to see him have like a good full season of getting opportunities. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I think about that. Yeah. Um... Also, I would really like to see Reguilon start against Southampton. I really don't want to see Davies for a while. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd love to see it, but he's not ready yet. They, they said that uh, that Reguilon won't think? be ready. And, yeah. Um, why? Uh, I don't know. He, he probably hasn't trained, with, he hasn't trained with the squad yet. So. Um, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. Oh, Davies. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean... I, I still think we'll still win. Davis isn't – it'll be a bit of a different system. Uh, I mean, same system that we've been playing with. We'll have to change our system to fit Regulon. But um, I think Doherty uh, will have lots of opportunities. 
um, to score against Southampton, I think will be an important player. Uh, Kane is always an important player for us. But uh, let's go to score predictions. What do you guys think about what the score is going to be and who's going to score? I think um, I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-0 to Spurs. I'm going to say Mm -hmm. I'm going to say if Berg plays, I'm going to say a a brace for him. Oh, a brace for Bergvine. Interesting. Yeah. My prediction, I want to say that we're going to get a clean sheet, but Mm-hmm. I just don't think so with Ings and stuff. Even though Southampton technically haven't scored a goal yet this season, mm-hmm. we're bad against things consistently. So, yeah, I think it's going to finish 2-1. Not perfect, but we're going to somehow drag it out. We're going to score two goals. Um, Kane and... Kane and... I'm going to say Kane and Lo Celso are going to score... Mm. And then Ings is going to score a nervy 82nd minute goal to put <laughs> us on the edge of our seats. That, that's what I think is going to happen. But we're Classic still going to style. No, yeah. I do. You know what? I think if you've got to think about it, right, there's, there's completely. The one we got beat and Ings scored, it was a completely different Tottenham squad. Like, if you look at it now, Davies has been a lot more defensive, obviously. Like, that was. Last time we played them, Davies was nowhere to be seen. It was only Sanchez and Alderweireld. And what are they going to do against Ings? Um, but now that Davies has been taught to be more deep, he'll be back. So Ings will be marked a bit more. Not to mention you have Hoybier, who we didn't have last season, who'll break up the play. So mm-hmm. Ings will, it'll be even tougher for Ings. And then you have Doherty, who isn't Aurier. Aurier's just up the pitch. Mm-hmm. like He's playing striker half the time, so... When you have Doherty back, he, he'll drop into the centre-back role sometimes. And then the, the Tottenham defence has gone a lot stronger this season. I agree with that. That's, those are some good I, points. That's why I think we'll get a clean sheet this game. Ings can do a lot, mm-hmm. but Southampton's basically a one-man team. And, and mm-hmm. if in, oh, we've patched up a lot of our squads, so it'll be pretty tough for him to find any open space on his own. <laughs> I'm going to go with – it's going to be an interesting scoreline, but it's probably not going to happen. Uh, but I'm going to go with a 4-1 Spurs win. Oh, interesting. So we're going to score the goals. We are, yeah. I think uh, Southampton are going to score in the first 15 minutes uh, off of a Ooh. corner kick or a set piece of some kind. Um, and we'll be 1-0 down. And then before halftime, Harry Kane – before halftime, Harry Kane's going to level it up, and it's going to be 1-1. And in the second half, goals from Los Celso, Sun, and Stevie Bergmine, if he starts, are going to wrap up the game. And I think I'd be, I like I'd be happy with that. that. I like the thought of that. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I do think that um, I think we'll concede, not from open play. I think we're, we're strong enough, like Bodie was saying. Uh, we'll be able to break up the plays. But uh, – We'll give away a foul somewhere. Um, they'll get a corner, and our set piece defending is just awful. It's it's shambolic. Perhaps um, something I, else to think about: Cal Walker Peters. Mm. Yeah, Sonny should be destroying. <laughs> I, I mean, we all no. love KWP, but no, I no, I know, but it's just it's interesting to to think that. Last like not, not that long ago, he was he was a Tottenham player, and now he's mm-hmm. he's likely to be playing against us tomorrow. 
Yeah. So it'll be nice to see him. I mean, I always thought personally that he could have broken into the Spurs uh, first team, but I think that night in Barcelona really just uh, ruined his chances uh, after he gave and away the ball for uh, Usman Dembele to score. That was shambolic defending. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think we'll win. I think it'll be it'll be it'll be nervy despite the scoreline, whatever it is. Um, it'll be it's gonna be a tight affair because that's just how Spurs play. Um, but I think we'll, we'll end with the three points, and we'll be confident coming into our our week of Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. <laughs> Or Sunday, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you guys want to talk about the greatest thing to happen to Spurs in 12 years? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. Sorry, it's not better than the Champions League final. <laughs> um, right. But the, after the Champions League final, definitely, yes. Like, actually, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, um, after the... Well, thing is, uh, right? After I'm... the... Everything I was going game. crazy. Oh, wait, sorry. You continue. You continue. It's okay. All right. Okay. Well, see, when I, when I first saw, like, it was like two, three days ago when it was confirmed, like, Spurs have signed Bale, I was screaming, going nuts. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of more calm about it. I'm thinking, well, you know, the delay has kind of just ruined the whole announcement. You know, it's mm-hmm. still a great feeling to actually sign him, but mm-hmm. it would have been nice like two, three days ago to have, to have signed him earlier. So that, um, mm-hmm. you know, all the hype is still there. But a lot of the mm-hmm. hype has calmed down because of how delay. delayed he was. Yeah. And the regaling one as well. No one has, barely anyone's talked about him because he's been outshined by Bale. I think mm-hmm. he's a great player. And I think mm-hmm. he's going to be... I think he's going to be a, a very important player. Now, here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Regulon and Doherty... Or Danny Rose and Kyle Walker? What kind of question is that? Regulon and Doherty all day. Kyle Walker <laughs> was good on his day. He was quick. But again, his defending wasn't amazing. Rose was good. But he wasn't quite there either. When um, well, It depends what you're talking about. Is it, is it Danny Rose and Kyle Walker? Or the Danny Rose and Kyle Walker now? Yeah, Kyle uh, Walker isn't very good for City anymore. Okay, is, is let's it, go with let's go with let's go with prime Spurs Walker and Rose against. Okay, well, oh well, that's Dar- easy. It's obviously it's obviously Darcy and Regan. Mm-hmm. I'm I do think we have Danny Rose um, and Paul Walker all day. They they were the best fullbacks in the world at that time. Yeah. Before we really go into the bail signing, I just want to talk about uh, Sergio Regulon because I think that it is a amazing signing because. Obviously, Gareth Bale, huge. He's my, he was my favorite player for years, and now he's back at Spurs. He's my favorite player again. Um, but Regulon is going to be massive for us. He's... Um, I think Jose identified when he saw the game versus Everton, he, he knew straight away after seeing how Davies played, he knew he needed someone else because the way Jose plays has... He has a very defensive mind and he's very tactical when it comes to like defending and then going up the pitch. And Davies, he's not like he's too de- he he's not good enough for for mm-hmm. for what Jose's tactical plans are. So signing Regillian like the next day is great. Oh, also a little off topic. I'm watching the live score here. 
Arsenal have went top 1-0 against West Ham. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. Who scored? Um, let me check. Um, Lacazette. Oh, Lacazette. Oh, okay. At least it's not Aubameyang. So, um, um, I have a lot to say. And now, um, I'll need a few minutes for this. So, Regulon, okay. he is potentially, after Robertson, the best left-back in the Prem. I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone says about Chilwell and Digne, okay? Chilwell costs 50 million. We just paid yeah. 27 million for Regulon. And, and all the Chelsea fans and Man U fans are saying, oh, you paid... 30 million for a loan deal. Well, that's not true. If the, the buyback clause only lasts two years. So if Real, if Real Madrid don't buy him back in the next two years, he's all ours. Plus, Real Madrid have still have Marcelo, even though he's not a starter. And they have Verlin Mendy, who's better than mm-hmm. Regulon. I mean, he's, one of, he's young and he's one of the best left-backs in the world. So mm-hmm. they really won't need Regulon. And... Even if they want, they would want him as a backup for Furland in in like one or two years. He's he wants to be a starting player, so it's his decision. So I think he will stay here. Um, it does seem like he's a Spurs fan too. Like I mean, like let's just let's ignore the tweets on um on from Twitter uh, from 2013 and just look how happy he is to sign for Spurs. Like Hoybier and Doherty and Joe Hart were all good signings, but none of them seemed like half the level of joy. No well, no, 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 he no. He doesn't even know English and he was already studying. <laughs> yeah, but no, talking about that happiness and stuff, Hoybjerg really inspired me with his speech when he signed. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he that's looked, a good point. He looked, um, I mean, I, d- I just don't think he's the kind of player that jumps around in joy. So, you know, yeah. he looks quite rough. So uh, I, I think he's, he's excited to join. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Regulon looks very happy. I mean, Bale looks happy, but he's already been yeah. here, so he's just happy to have fans that actually accept him at this point. <laughs> yeah. So Uh-oh. you know, um, yeah, Regulon's class, and he'll definitely help us. Still, don't mm-hmm. know how well he defends, but you know, I think if we sign Kim Min Jai, it will be very important for the Regulon signing because yeah. uh, he's similar to Virgil Van Dijk, and I think Regulon Doherty. Sanchez and Alderweireld is not solid enough because Regulon and Doherty will be quite high up, so we'll need mm-hmm. someone big, big, strong, physical, and um, quick, which is the main attribute, speed, because our centre-backs yeah. aren't the quickest. And Kim Min Except for Sanchez. Sanchez is pretty quick. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I get what you're Min-Jai. saying. Though. And also, actually, I won't be shocked if we do a bit of what Wolves do. I don't know what I think about it because it's technically a bit defensive, but a free five, no, like a uh, back five, but Doherty and Regulon are getting quite high up, very high. And then in midfield, we got Hoybjerg and Ndombele is holding midfielders and Lorcelso ahead of them, and then Bergwin, Kane, Son. I think that would actually work. I actually made a, actually, a post yesterday yeah. with a lineups that we could use, and that was. Did one I of just them. say um, twelve players? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't. Know. It is all good. Um, so I think that an interesting lineup. I don't think that we'll necessarily use it, um, but would be a three-four-three three or a, a three-five-two with Bale kind of playing as like a, a center forward, attacking mid, and then Son and Kane on, um, in front of him. But then having, uh, I mean realistically, Eric Dyer will be in the starting 11. But uh, 
depending on if we sign Kim and Jay or not. But Eric Dyer, Davinson Sanchez, Sanchez is quick, and then uh, Toby Alderweireld, and having Regulon and Doherty really have the freedom to get up the field and uh, provide opportunities. Um, but another important, uh, if we play with four in the back, uh, Hoybier is going to be very important because yes. he's going to be sitting back, similar to Fabinho for Liverpool, um, with their with I our two center backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Hoybier isn't quite at that level yet, but I think he will be. Yeah, hopefully he can improve his levels of performances right now and get get to um, a good level or a good level and um, really perform for us. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, also talking about Bale, I actually think we might use him. I mean, I actually don't think we we'll use him at right winger. I think we might use him as more of a. I mean, he can play even backup striker for Kane, but I don't think mm-hmm. he'll be a starter every game because you know no. Bergwin's young, so Bergwin's a bit more of a priority. Um, but at the same time, when he does play, he'll either be like right next to Kane, but a little bit lower, or even as mm-hmm. an attacking mid. I don't know if he'll actually play on the right. Uh, I don't know. I think he could play. I think he's going to probably rotate. He can, I think play, play, at this point. he can play a little bit on. Um, I think he'll play a little bit on the left, a little bit on the right, uh, a little bit of Cam, a little bit of striker. This man has played left back, right mid, left mid, right winger, left winger, cam, mm-hmm. striker, centre forward, side striker. Uh, people never gave him the respect he, he, he deserved for being such a well-rounded player. Two-footed, um, obviously he scores more with his left, but still, two-footed. Yeah. And I watched his Real Madrid goals recently. He actually scores quite a few headers, so yeah. um, he can do it all. Mm-hmm. He's going to be an important player. I um, I also think that Bale. I mean, do you really, as a any fan from any team, Son, Kane, Bale, and Lo Celso? Like, if those four are running at you on a counterattack, I don't <laughs> see how we don't score every time. I mean, I know, yeah, but- I know what you're saying right now. But again, what Son missed against, Son missed against Plovdiv, it's still possible. Even though Son technically has the best conversion rate in Europe, yeah. which means he's the best finisher, he still mm-hmm. missed that. So, you know... I mean, he didn't have... It wasn't a great a chance. Sometimes, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's such a lethal attack. The front three, Bale, Kane, Son, some would say is the best front three in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe even the best front three we've seen in a few years, even though Real Madrid had a really good one recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, this front three could... I'm going a bit over the top here, but this front three is um, potentially better than Liverpool's. Yeah, I mean... Mm-hmm. I mean Mane, you say yeah. you might be going a little over the top, but I'm going to take it all the way over the top. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare every player but from Arsenal tell me 11. He's better... Uh, this front three is better than MSN, Messi, Neymar. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to say that. I'll, I'm just going to – I want to compare player by player uh, our starting 11 to Liverpool's starting 11. So starting at from goalkeeper, Allison and Hugo Lloris. I think Allison's probably a better player overall, but they're comparable. They're comparable. Like, he's not, he's not levels above Hugo Lloris. I feel like they're, they're very comparable. And then go to left back, Andy Robertson, Regulon. Robertson is better. We don't know how well or how quickly Regulon will adapt to the Premier League, but they could be comparable depending on how, how quickly Regulon is able to adapt. Center backs, they all, I mean, Van Dyke is obviously better. And then, I, but I think, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Gomez or uh, Matip. Matip, uh, I think Alderweireld, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of Alderweireld. Um, and then right back, Alexander Arnold, Doherty. 
Arnold uh, created the most chances last year. Doherty was second most. So, I mean, once again, comparable. Then you own a center mid. I'm not, I don't personally rate Jordan Henderson. I mean, obviously he was the Premier League winning captain. I always thought, I always thought Jordan was quite overrated and not that good and should have been an England representative after he missed that penalty in the World Cup. But um, Mm -hmm. um, actually, I watched him and some of his passes are actually amazing. But again, he shouldn't be as um, rated as people are rating him now. Some people are comparing Kevin De Bruyne at this point. It's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think he's as good. As like Los Also, I take Los Also over Henderson every single Ooh, day. Oh, those week. are big words. I think Liverpool fans would slam you for that, but yeah, yeah I mean maybe. Liverpool fans will slam slam you for anything. Uh, but then, uh, Wijnaldum or uh, Hoybier. Once again, Hoybier needs to adjust a little bit. Um, so he's Wijnaldum's a better player, but I think I Hoybier think will get there. Cristiano Sorry, say that again. Troy Parrott's better than Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh yeah, for sure. And then uh, <laughs> Nabi Keita, um, or Deli Ali. I don't personally rate Nabi Keita. I don't think he's had a great year, or like last year. I don't think he was great. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. Really started to come out of his shell. Well, when he played for Leipzig and he signed for Liverpool, I thought, oh Jesus Christ, we're gonna get smashed by him. But then he mm-hmm. wasn't really performing. He wasn't even getting started. Yeah. Places. Oh no, I, mean, I need to do something about that. And he became a really good player. So. I thought the I mean, same thing. I thought the same thing. But you don't understand. He's actually absolutely fantastic. Like, just, I watched him been... in the last, because he wasn't playing much for Liverpool. But then I watched his last few games, the last few games of the season. His dribbling is out of this world. Just mm-hmm. saying that. Um, no, I, I, mean, I, he's... Liverpool and I just thought, like, my God, what could he, imagine what he could have done if he came to Tottenham instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had 25 appearances in his first year. He had two goals and one assist. And then he had 18 appearances last year, and he had two goals and three assists. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Deli Ali had a better year um, last year and the year before that. So, at the moment, I'd say Deli Ali is a better player. Um, I and mean, I wouldn't ma- agree, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Better player than um, what? Than who? But then we can. I think Abikita's a slightly edge of the Oh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Nabi Keita's actually more assured in midfield and he's more consistent because Ali... Yeah, but I see the thing is, right? I, at the same time, you can't really compare Keita to Deli Ali because it's like comparing They're apples different. and oranges. They're two different types of players. Deli's more of a, you know, a mm-hmm. centre forward. He's got flair, finish, and then Keita's take the ball from the CDM and then dribble it all the way to central attacking mid and create so, chances. So what do you think about Nabi Keita compared to Dombele? I think oh it, they're I, very similar. I um, well, Kate <laughs> has technically I, been um, performing better slightly because he hasn't he hasn't been as lazy as you could say Ndombele has been. But Ndombele mm-hmm. definitely has more talent, and I'm not being biased. And they both they both have potential to be one of some of the best midfielders on the planet. But I feel like Ndombele kind of ed- edges in when it comes to actual talent. Mm-hmm. When it comes, to, yeah. When it comes to um work rate, Nabikato. Nabikato. When it comes to pace, Nabikato. When it comes to consistency in passing and shooting, Nabikato. We're going a bit off topic here, but yeah. No, I know, but I know, but Indombele is um, I think Indombele has a lot more to prove, 
And I think mm-hmm. when he finally gets his opportunities that, and he breaks into the first eleven, I think he'll be one of the best centre mids in the Prem. Mm-hmm. I would really like to say something. Um, Go for it. So there's this thing I saw in this news report. Um, do you guys know who Jamie O'Hara is? He's a yeah. former Spurs player. And um, after the Everton game, obviously, this before we signed Bale and Thingy, so it's a bit different now. But after the Everton game, he had this very interesting um, interview where he was really mad with Tottenham and um, kind of saying that we have the worst squad we've had in a while. So um, I would like us, you know, it's only like a minute long. So I think we, um, should I put it on? So. we, because I really want you guys to react to it, your opinions okay. on it. Okay, so here we go. Well, I think it's the most average team I've seen in a long time. I mean, the performance the other day was pathetic. I mean, first of all, the uh, Mourinho interview. I mean, yeah, he's deflecting blame, but he's not digging someone out individually, which I, which I don't like. You know, I don't think he should dig out players individually. He, still, he dug them out of the team, but at the end of the day, it's on him. He tactically sets the team up of, of how they want to play. And when I watched them, I was like, what are Spurs doing? What are they as a team? What tactically are they pressing? Remember they this after the Everton game. Packed? Are they free-flowing? There was just absolutely no identity in anything that they did. It was one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time. And it was they, they, they looked so average. It was unbelievable. Oh, if they carry on like that, they'll, they'll be lucky to get in the top Big word. There's supporters out there that there's no identity. Do they not know what they're supposed to be doing, or are they not doing what they're meant to be doing? Well, it's a bit of both. I think the recruitment has been absolutely shocking. I mean, you know, as Danny Kelly said, they haven't they haven't upgraded on any single player that's left the club. Every single player in the team, and I'll, I'll go through that eleven. There's only two players that Spurs have got who would say are, are, are anywhere near world class, and that's Harry Kane and Son. Everyone else is completely average. No one else apart from Doc. You know, Doc, he come in, I thought he'd done all right. But he's been left uh, exposed, Eric Dyer, you know, because he plays so high up, Doc. He plays like a wing-back. And in the centre-half, Eric Dyer, who's got no pace, looked like he had a caravan on his back. It's at, at, I'm thinking, what are they doing? Like, seriously, what are they doing? This is Tottenham Football Club. And I think the All or Nothing documentary gave me a false sense of hope thinking, oh, you know, Mourinho's a nice guy, he's, he's going to pull it out of him, he's going he's gonna to make it happen. And I, now I'm looking at it and I'm looking between the lines, I'm thinking, this is, this is terrible. I'm this is a bad time. You know what's happened, right? It's Levy got away with it for years because he had Pochettino who got the best, the absolute best out of them players. And then all of a sudden it got to the point where... So what do you guys think about what Jamie O'Hara was saying? Well, well uh, um, it was very critical, um, and that's mm-hmm. why I wanted you guys to hear it. Um, I'll uh, give you, I'll let you t- say your opinions in a second. But um, what I found the most interesting, but obviously went a bit too far with saying, um, with saying some stuff. Um, later on in the video, I didn't finish the video, but later on in the video, he even says that um, the team with King, Dawson, Asuakoto, Bale, and um, Van der Vaart was better than the current team, which mm. are big words. But yeah. um, he went a bit too far. But also, mm. I think what he was saying about Pot Levy getting away with it with 
not actually giving much money to Poch, but Poch getting the best out of the players. I think that's actually true because these yeah, players, I got spot on. saying before in the podcast that it's like they've gotten worse. I'm thinking that maybe they maybe just they maybe had two or three seasons where they were great, and now they're a bit lower in quality because Poch just got everything out of them. But yeah. hopefully, obviously, they can get back to their best. Like the mm-hmm. players like Toby Alderweireld, he's still a good player, but he's not quite at the level that he was. Yeah, he's getting older too, so that that might not be. Yeah, um, like, getting less like, out of him. Some players like Danny Rose and stuff. Yeah, you know? that that is um, that is the I'm best example. About. Yeah, so um, that's a very interesting topic and could explain mm-hmm. our recent decline. But hopefully, Jose is going to get um, get us back up to that level and higher and win us trophies. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to hear your, your guys' opinions on really. Can, can I go first, or do you yeah. want to go first? You can go for it. All right. Well, I think um, I I don't think necessarily we've gone worse. I think it's just every other team has gone better, and compared, and compared to, point. we've only we've only made minor improvements. I do think to some extent. The team back in 2016-17 was far better than the team now. I think we have declined a bit, but at the same time, it's not. We haven't declined like like 60 million times as much. It's only been a little bit of a decline. It's just mm-hmm. that every other team has gone so much better. Yeah, so, I, I agree with that actually. Because I mean, in our uh, has been so much more like tougher that you know it's 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 difficult. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think um. I think, uh, to some extent, I, I think I agree with what you were saying. I do think some players um, just, to some extent, I feel like Jose is tearing the team apart a bit. Could, mm-hmm. he, but he has to do that to be able to build his yeah. own version. So he has, to take, he has to take down all the, all the pieces of the puzzle to rearrange them in the way that will suit him. But yeah. then that means sacrificing players like Delhi who would usually be who would usually use loads of flicks and tricks and then he just wants it to become basic one two football nothing pretty mm-hmm. nothing beautiful nothing enjoyable to watch but something that will get the result so mm-hmm. and I think just going back to the the point of the the 16 17 being so much better um if players oh, like shoot. Delhi oh, sorry sorry just saying no, go for it, go for it. If, if players like Delhi want to and progress into the in, back to their normal selves again. They have to leave Tottenham in, if before it's too late because because if they give it another two seasons and Jose's still manager at that time, they've gone they're gonna have lost all their talent because what they have now won't suit Jose, and what they and what Jose will want will not suit them. So if they want if they players like Delhi or that any other player with with, who's mostly skill? If they want mm-hmm. to further their career, they're going to have to leave before before Jose turns them into mindless robots that can only pass, who can only pass and no, not use any tricks or anything. So I mean, that's why I, players like Wojcia and Darty suit suit Jose because of the height. You know, they're strong, they're pretty quick, mm-hmm. and you know they're basic. They're nothing. They're nothing special, but they're, they're sturdy players, and they can. When they can hold on to a to a a one nil lead at the end of a game, so I think um, it's very 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 easy to be critical 
after watching a game like the Everton game. But I think, I mean, I really want to believe that sometimes you just, everyone has a bad day. I mean, sometimes it's yeah. just, it's just one of those days. Everyone, everyone played poorly. But I mean, you're talking about the 16-17 season. Obviously, that was a, I mean, incredible season for us. But if we go to the year before that, which was 15-16, and I think uh, people would have the same point, like, oh, the 15-16 team was so much better than the team we have now, blah, blah, blah. But It wasn't. I mean, they were just outperforming themselves. Well, no, but the league was so much – I mean, this league is so much we better can. now. I mean, just the team in 15-16, they finished the league in third place after challenging for most of the season for the title with 70 points. The league er, – last year, we oh, finished in wow. sixth place have, with 59. And that lot. was after injuries and injuries on injuries on injuries. And I, I do think that we have a very, very talented squad. And I think we can get up to the heights – of the 16-17 team. Um, it may take a year or two, but we have the squad and we we have the hype. We have the, the world star. We have the Harry Kane, the Sung Hyung Min, the Gareth Bale. Um, we should be pushing for titles this year and we should especially be pushing for not just an FA Cup or an EFL Cup. We should be pushing for a Premier League or a Champions League uh, next year. And I, I think I could see us winning a major trophy uh, next year, next season. This season is wow, less likely. But us winning the Europa League this year, if we, because if we get, um, if I, I'm thinking if we get a top tier centre back, like I know, I got baited in uh, recently. I got baited into um, a Varane fake post, and I got took taken the mick out of on Twitter and Instagram. So that wasn't great. But it, but at the same time, if if you can sign a player. Of Iran's quality, someone who's quick. Like I know it's on. I know that those kind of transfers are unlikely, like Koulibaly and players like that. Mm-hmm. But if you get a serious defender that can play as in a role of like, like a Van Dyke, like maybe not exactly the same, obviously, mm-hmm. but someone maybe the South him. Korean Van Dyke. <laughs> no, but um, if you get a top tier centre back, I really loving winning. We could beat serious contenders for the champ for the Premier League mm-hmm. not win but, but in the top three mm-hmm. um, I could see us win the Europa League this year not well, the Champions League I could see us make the semi semis or the corners again if you know you get that those signings in I think but... I think I think um, you could use although it's not what Bale's purpose is but I think you could use Bale as a backup uh, as like an alternate striker for Harry mm-hmm. Kane needed was a player like Hamas Rodriguez. I've said it before. We need we need a creative midfielder in that in that team if we get if depends how the If even on loan if we get Coutinho in and then we get another strong centre back, we could seriously be big challenges for the season. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with that. Um, I mean I think um, sorry really quickly Jamie O'Hare was saying oh Daniel Levy's uh, he's gotten away with it for a few years and I agree with that but maybe this uh this window is a sign hold on i want to read a stat to you guys really quickly um but i think maybe this window is a sign of uh things to come maybe for spurs in terms of uh, investment in the squad uh over the summers especially after we have a full season with um fans in the stadium uh it was unfortunate the way it happened last year but uh really quickly so pierre emile hoybier cost 15 million matt doherty 14.7 million joe hart on a free Regulon for 27.5 million and Gareth Bale for 9 million. Um, 
So the total is 66.2 million spent. And then you compare that to something like Kai Havertz, who cost 80 million for Chelsea, or Nicolas Pepe, who cost 72 million for Arsenal. That's or, great um, business. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And, uh, or even uh, Diego Jota, who cost 50 million, which is still 60 million less, but it's one player. And I think that we are, Daniel Levy is <laughs> frustrating as he can be. He is such an intelligent businessman. And I think it would be very um, silly of us fans to be calling uh, out for his head. I mean, early in the window, I, I did. Um, but he's really improved. And I think next year he could put the same amount of investment I mean, how much did he spend last window? He spent 25 on Sessegnon, 15 million on Clark. I think, something uh, like yeah, 120. So he's starting to invest more in the team. And this season, I mean, he spent less, but we finished in worst places in both Europe and uh, England, and, and, and we had less uh, match day revenue. Right. So yeah. it's, I think we're moving into the place where we are, <clears throat> where we are a consistent big club. Um, um, so we're moving on to the end of the pod, but one of the most interesting topics I've heard on this podcast, maybe the most interesting, and I'm going to talk about this for a bit. Um, when you said that league's gotten better, mm-hmm. and that we, you know, you're so right. Like Arsenal finished second when we finished third that year, and mm-hmm. they were starting players like Kieran Gibbs and El Nenny and stuff. Yeah, and this and Leicester won that the season that league with with um um what's his name seventy eight water drink water Matt, oh, yeah. drink water so you know um also I know this says this, I mean I know it's just a game but also <laughs> um if you've ever played FIFA FIFA ratings were much worse in the Prem back then mm-hmm. than they are now so yeah. you can clearly see that football is getting better and better and better and. We didn't make, we didn't improve our team too much. That's why we kind of declined. But now that we're investing again, this is huge for us. And yeah, obviously the league's more competitive. I mean, look at last season. Yeah, Liverpool thrashed everyone, but except for Liverpool, the top four, top top ten was so competitive, mm-hmm. unbelievable. I mean, even though we had a bad season, if you're neutral, amazing season to watch. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, very interesting topic that and. Um, yeah, I'm just... looking forward to the Prem getting better and better from here. Mm-hmm. Can I mention something quickly? Go for it. The Arsenal versus West Ham game is tied. It's now 1-1 again. <laughs> oh, let's go. Come on. <laughs> uh, I really, I mean, obviously we're going to finish above Arsenal again. I mean, that's no question. But I think it would just be hilarious if we finished, like, way above them. I, hopefully they lose so that we can uh, we get the win against Southampton and we're tied up with them on points. But um, I just said, hopefully West Ham win. <clears throat> still better than Arsenal Yeah, still better winning. than Arsenal winning. But uh, I do think... And it's the man, it is... Michael Antonio, as well. <laughs> <laughs> he did wear a Spurs jersey, so. Um, but I think, I think uh, Charlie and I were talking about this, I think, a few pods ago. But it is a very, very good time to be a Spurs fan. It's, it's an optimistic point. And I think it's important um, for us to stay optimistic. Tomorrow is going to be an important game for our season. Um, we need to show that we can win and win uh, reliably. And then uh, hopefully Regulon will be uh, ready to play either Tuesday or Thursday against Leighton Orient or uh, the team from Macedonia. Um, or, I mean, hopefully he doesn't make his debut next weekend. But um, oh, Also, um, next we weekend. play Chelsea if we beat Leighton Orient, unless Chelsea mm-hmm. don't beat Barnsley. 
So I actually, I'm actually happy about that because it's an early challenge in the cup, something that we'd like to win. But at the same time, going, getting out of the Carabao Cup might be a relief because we, I know it's still a trophy and I'd like to win it, but that's not what I want. I'm sorry. Um, and getting out of it would mean less game time, which would mean probably less injuries. So I, I'm neutral about if we go through or not. But I think um, it's a good opportunity for us to show how we're serious. Mm-hmm. First things first, Leighton Orient. Or first thing first, Southampton. And then we have Leighton Orient. Yeah. And then Let's not I think. Let's forget Colchester. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, I mean, you never like, like. I mean, you never know. Colchester. I mean, Barnsley could beat Chelsea. Uh, Leighton Orient could. I mean, they won't, but they could beat us. Um, but I think it's important. Uh, Everton was a good wake up. Everyone going into the game was so confident with, oh, we haven't lost to Everton in however many years. Jose Mourinho has never lost at home to Everton. Um, I mean, it's just a good wake up call that, like you're saying, the league's gotten better. It's it's a very competitive league, and every week you have to give it your all. You have to put your best players. And you have to give it 110 percent. Um, and I think I think we can do it. I think we can really push to be in the Champions League this year, uh, win the FA Cup or the EFL Cup, win the Europa League. Uh, we kind of funny. Sergio Regulon has been in the Europa League twice and would win it twice. Um, but Regulon and Bale, huge signings, very good signings. I think it's, it's a good time to be a Spurs fan. Yeah, those are facts. I mean. Excellent time to be a Spurs fan. Um, hopefully, we won't regret, regret saying all this positive stuff if we lose <laughs> Southampton. Or no, oh my God, that would be embarrassing. But, but still, um, yeah, that's the optimism I want to hear from other Spurs fans. And mm-hmm. also, just before we finish the pod, because we've pretty much finished, I just want to mm-hmm. add a few nice things to hear. <laughs> so, half-time at the Emirates, 1-1 with two excellent goals in the scrappy first half. Arsenal mm-hmm. sloppy in possession. Um, lucky goal for Macazette. And, you know, and here it says, find, find it mad how Arsenal have one player get into a fully fit Spurs side. And then here, um, wait, what does it say? Uh, wait, oh, it says that um, Ceballos, Kolasinac, and uh, Ceballos has been poor. So, that's a positive too, because they just got him. So, yeah, positive stuff for Tottenham, and yeah, I think that's the end of the pod now. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to uh, leave us with, Bodhi? Um, not really. Just that you know, it's today's a good day to be a Spurs fan, and I can't wait to. Oh, Bale just got the number nine, by the way. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So he never stays with number eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, it's a good, good day to be a Spurs fan, and um. I think think tomorrow we're going to get the win. I hope to see, it's unlikely, but I hope to see, see Regulian play. In all fairness, Bergman did play like one day after he signed. So maybe the same thing will Not happen. Sure. So I hope to see him play. But other than yeah. that, that's pretty much it. It's a good, mm-hmm. It was a good day today. Long mm-hmm. overdue to see um, Bale and Regulian uh-huh. finally signed. When it was yeah. due like two years ago, but yeah, it's been it's been a solid day. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what's next. Yeah, our squad depth is amazing right now, actually. But um, yeah, it's a good day to be a Spurs fan. Uh, yeah, thank you for um, listening. So positive episode. I really enjoyed that. So yeah, see you see you on the next pod. Yeah.
Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Hotspur House. Today I was joined by Charlie from N17 Nation and Bodie from thfc.house. Uh, tune in again. We'll be going over the Southampton game and previewing Leighton Orient uh, relatively soon. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. We just got on that and Spotify as well as YouTube. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>